This is your morning juice. Good morning. I don't know how it got here so fast, but it is Monday morning. Another Monday, but we're going to try to make it even better with some laughs along the way and some stories from Hollywood and all over the country. You're listening to your Morning Juice, brought to you by Audible. Go to audibletrial.com slash yourmorningjuice for a free month of Audible and Amazon Company. Audible allows you to download your favorite books read by your favorite narrators, celebrities, actors. For instance, Amy Poehler's new book, Yes, Please, is a bestseller on Audible. She reads it and is joined by celebrity narrators. We'll tell you more about that in a little while, but I wanted you to know that we have a new sponsor audibletrial.com slash yourmorningjuice and if you can't remember that URL to get your free month of Audible well just go to yourmorningjuice.com because I put a uh, link in there every day so that if you can't remember that specific URL you just click on the link in your Morning Juice podcast posting at yourmorningjuice.com and we'll get you on your way to a free month and a free download from Audible Boy, this Bill Cosby story, which we've been covering here on Your Morning Juice since the beginning, really went into the stratosphere over the weekend as more women came out, and even an ex-NBC employee. I should mention, if I didn't earlier, that Paula Caruso is off today, so she won't be joining us uh, today, but hopefully she'll be joining us tomorrow. Uh but I know that she and I have been covering this since the beginning, and we've both said it'll be interesting to see, since Bill Cosby's had such a long career, at what point will executives begin to come forward to answer questions about whether they knew what was going on? Now, Bill Cosby has never been charged with a crime, and he hasn't been accused in a formal way of a crime. But now a group of about 15 women have come forward with similar stories, each person saying that they were drugged or that Cosby attempted to drug, drug them by putting a Mickey, as they call it, into their wine. Uh, I think he calls it a Spanish fly. If you've heard that uh, on YouTube, that clip from uh, his earlier days in his act when he actually joked about putting a uh, drug into a woman's, into a woman's uh, drink to get her where she wouldn't mind if someone raped her because she wouldn't have her faculties, right? So this was part of his act that he called The Spanish Fly, and it's now on YouTube, an excerpt of that part of his performance. Well, you have more and more women coming forward even over the weekend, and now an ex-NBC employee who was basically the manager. Uh, I didn't realize that the Cosby Show of the 1980s was actually filmed in Brooklyn at a stage there. And so Frank Scotty, spelled S-C-O-T-T-I, uh, according to the New York Daily News, was kind of like Bill Cosby's royal fixer. That's what they say. And they have an exclusive interview with him, uh, with this guy, Frank Scotty, who says that he helped pay off some of these women by getting money orders for Bill Cosby. He claims that Bill Cosby gave him thousands of dollars to pay off these women whom he may have been having sex with. And according to Scotty, he knows that one of the women uh, was having sex with Bill Cosby. Why all this money was being transferred to this to these women is unclear. But here's what the New York Daily News writes about its exclusive interview with in, former NBC employee Frank Scotty, who was sort of a friend slash fixer 
for Bill Cosby. Quote, when Cosby invited young models into his Brooklyn dressing room, the megastar's pal stood watch outside the door. When the married Cosby sought a queen's apartment for another pretty face, Scotty arranged the deal. And when the man behind Fat Albert needed cash dispersed to his flock of single female friends, hey, 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 Scotty became the conduit for payments of up to $2,000 a month. Scotty said in an exclusive interview with the Daily News, quote, he had everybody fooled, nobody suspected. Scotty came forward last week with his insider's look at Cosby's womanizing ways during the magical 1984 to 1992 run of The Cosby Show. The 90-year-old Scotty said he decided to speak as the drumbeat of sexual abuse allegations against Cosby, 77, grew steadily louder. Quote, I felt sorry for the women, he told the news. Well, it goes on to even post pictures of these documents that he has kept all these years, receipts from those money orders. I don't know if you remember filling out a money order in the old days, and maybe if you fill out a money order at the post office, they may still do this, but the cash amount, of course, is imprinted on there from the machine at the post office or at the uh, convenience store where you buy the the money order, and then as you write on it, it has one of those things where it makes a copy uh, with the the on that pad of ink. It makes a copy beneath that. So he kept the copies of these. And for instance, uh, one is made made out to a woman named Angela Leslie, according to these pictures that I'm looking at from the New York Daily News. Um, that one is dated August 13th, 1990, and it looks like it's in the amount for about $700. Uh, there's another one for $800 and, and uh, one from 1989 uh, for $398. Well, according to uh, Mr. Scotty, what he would what Cosby would do would bring in these women and according to Scotty some of them were aspiring models as young as 16 years old and here's how Scotty quoted Cosby he said I want you to keep that one girl here, Scotty quoted Cosby as telling him I want to interview her for a part in the show well, because some of the women, some of the girls, were so young, Mr. Scotty says that he got very nervous and fe- felt this was immoral. And so he basically told uh, Cosby that, you know, he was getting ready to quit. And Cosby said, ah, oh, you're not going to quit because you love me. Well, in the end, uh, this guy Scotty did quit. And according to the Daily News, the cause then gave him a less sentimental send-off when he announced his departure. Scotty recalled, he looked at me and said, leave right now. And he has only seen Bill Cosby once since that day. I'll put a link to all this because this 90-year-old guy living in the New York area, I think he actually lives in New Jersey, but in the New York area, is kind of a pack rat if you see the pictures of him and his apartment. And so he's kept all these things, including some uh, photographs, that uh, publicity shots that Bill Cosby has signed to him. In fact, he must not have been a very good friend to Bill Cosby because at one point Cosby in one of the photographs spells his name S-C-O-T-T-Y for this guy who uh, supposedly did so much for him. And also I thought it was interesting that now we have so so many people, so many women coming forward that the New York Daily News has actually put together a timeline. And so I'm going to put a link to this at yourmorningjuice.com this morning. But, but according to the New York Daily News, here's kind of the timeline of Bill Cosby's uh, 
personal relationships. January 25th, 1964, Bill Cosby marries Camille. April 8th, 1965, their first child, Erica, is born, and then three more girls and a son follow. As you'll recall, that son was tragically shot uh, and killed. Um, And that, of course, was a huge story across the nation, as we all felt so sorry for the Cosby family. Heading back to this timeline from the Daily News. 1965, Christina Ruelli, then 22, is invited to Cosby's California home while his wife is away. The talent agency secretary claims Cosby doped her and tried to force her into performing oral sex on him. So now we have the accusations going back to 1965. Then from 66 to 63, the Daily News says he wins three consecutive Emmy Awards as Best Actor for I Spy. 65 to 70, Cosby wins six straight Best Comedy Recording Grammy Awards. The 1969 prize was for the album To Russell, My Brother Whom I Slept With. And then 1967, Carlo Farino, then a Playboy bunny and now the wife of actor Lou Farino, who played the Incredible Hulk claims Cosby roughly grabbed and kissed her in his California home before she could fight him off. So we have allegations going back to 1965 and 67. Of course, we told you last week that bombshell of Joan Tarshish, uh, who was 19 at the time and an aspiring comedy writer, coming forward all these years later to say that, uh, according to her, Cosby gave her a drug-laced drink and raped her in 1969. So these allegations basically uh, are all the way back to the beginning of Cosby's career, at least his career in which he was well-known nationally. And so you have a situation where, according to a Washington Post reporter I saw interviewed, because they had a, a big article over the weekend as well about these allegations, Basically, you have a situation where after that comedian made his comments about Bill Cosby and the rape allegations, one woman comes forward and then more feel that they can come forward now because they don't have as much to lose. And according to this reporter, they feel more comfortable, more secure now that some women have come forward, that they also can come forward and tell their stories. And we should mention also over the weekend uh, broke the story that Bill Cosby's acts are being canceled across the country. He had been trying to sort of go on with his comedy shows, trying to basically put the atmosphere out there, kind of set the tone that it's just business as usual, but even a Las Vegas venue. And, you know, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, but even Vegas is saying, hang on here, hang on, Mr. Cosby, we we aren't going to want to be a part of this. So according to the Associated Press, stage performances by Bill Cosby in Las Vegas, Illinois, and Arizona have now been canceled as more of those women came forward. And according to the AP, it's the Treasure Island Hotel and Casino on the Vegas Strip that said on Friday they have mutually agreed with the comedian that they need to cancel his uh, November 28th performance. So that would have been this week on Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, that Bill Cosby was supposed to perform in front of a crowd in Las Vegas. And you can imagine those Vegas gigs pay quite well, not that he necessarily needs money at this time in his career, but uh, for, for a Vegas venue 
because to to uh, to to basically say don't come is a huge deal because you know Vegas is a is a place uh, that depends a lot on entertainers like Bill Cosby to bring people into their hotels and their venues so that those people will after or before the show of course stick around and uh, gamble and spend some money on drinks and the dinner and everything like that and for a Vegas venue to say to Bill Cosby one of the biggest entertainers of all time, no, it's not right for you to come. And although they say they mutually agreed, you can imagine that the call uh, originated from Treasure Island, probably to Cosby's manager, agent, or lawyer, saying that uh, now it's getting too hot. The situation is getting too hot. We've got NBC canceling the development deal with Cosby for a possible new sitcom. That has been canceled. Netflix has at least delayed, if not canceled, that special that was also supposed to be released over the Thanksgiving holiday. They were going to stream a new comedy special from Bill Cosby over the Thanksgiving holiday. That is on hold at the moment. And TV Land isn't even going to show the Cosby Show reruns from the 1980s and early 90s. So it seems that one domino after another is falling against Bill Cosby. Some would say he deserves it. Others, like Whoopi Goldberg of The View and a comedian, of course, in her own right, and a very talented one at that, says that she's not sure because obviously after all these years there there is no physical proof. And in the situation where Cosby did settle with a woman, uh, she had gone back to Canada for a year before she made those allegations. And so, again, there was no physical evidence in that case either. So Whoopi Goldberg and Bill Cosby's uh, fans, some of whom are showing up, for instance, at that show a few days ago in Florida in which Cosby got a standing ovation, they're standing by him saying there's nothing physically to prove and that maybe these women are coming forward seeking fame. Although one would have to imagine this isn't the kind of fame that most people would want. But then again, we live in, an, in a world where fame is in and of itself its own currency. Just look at reality TV. But at least personally, and this is my opinion, although Cosby has never been charged with a crime and probably never will be due to the statute of limitations expiring if in all, if uh, most, if not all of these cases, I just have to believe that so many women have come forward, especially the ones who came forward early with such a similar story. And also over the weekend, I saw a woman say, you know, he tried to drug me or uh, and he tried to have sex with me, but it didn't get that far. All he did was put his hand on a piece of his on a part of his body where my hand should not have been. I think I said that wrong. So he took this lady's hand, uh, an aspiring actress, and put her hand on a part of his body where she didn't want it. And I I think that that's credible in its own right, because if you were going to lie, wouldn't you just go all the way and claim that he raped you? But not all of these women are claiming that much. And even I heard one woman claim that, yes, he raped her, but she was so messed up that she continued to have sex with him in other at other times. So all of this to say that the stories uh, about him trying to drug people, uh, drug women to, to get them to have sex with him seem to be quite similar, and yet at points where the women would maybe indulge in some fantasy or try to make the story bigger, it seems to me that the, woman, the women who've come forward uh, that at least I've seen, you know, I haven't seen all of them on television, haven't read all of their accounts, but at least the ones I've seen seem to be pretty credible. They seem to have very uh, minute, intimate details of what happened. And uh, boy, it's a shame because he was 
so inspiring to people like me who grew up in the 1980s when we still had a lot of racial problems, and we still do. Uh, Just look at Ferguson. We still have a lot of racial problems in this country. So for an African-American man to star in a show with an African-American woman and have at the center uh, an African-American family and be perceived as not an African-American family, just a family, you know, that was that was so instrumental in moving this country forward, and obviously for people like me who were just growing up at the time, it just made us think that, you know, they're, they're Americans, we're Americans, you know, there are obviously are cultural differences that we cherish, but... You know, at the end of the day, we all want the same thing, happiness for our families. Coming up, we're going to talk about the cancellation of Queen Latifah. Plus, get this, gay guys, the new trailer, or at least a teaser, some bits and pieces of HBO's Looking have been released on YouTube. I'm going to provide you a link to that, and I'm going to tell you my thoughts about that as well. That's coming up here on Your Morning Juice. Don't forget, you can go to audibletrial.com slash yourmorningjuice and get a free month of Audible. It's an Amazon company that specializes in audiobooks. Now, you know, used to. You had to have, if you wanted an unabridged book back in the old days of the cassette tapes or the CDs even, you had to have eight Uh, of those little cassette tapes, or maybe three to five CDs for a whole book. Well, now, with MP3s on your iPod or your phone, or even hook it up, you know, to the radio in your car, you can have it on a file there, right there on your iPod, hook it into your car or your headset while you're doing your workout at the gym, and listen to someone like Amy Poehler, whose book now, Yes, Please, is a bestseller at Audible. And get this, if you were to pay full price for Yes, Please, it would cost you $24.49. But because you listen to your morning juice, you can get a full month of Audible and Yes, Please for free or any other book you'd like to download. Go to audibletrial.com slash yourmorningjuice. Please consider doing business with them. Mama's got to eat. This is your Morning Juice. Welcome back to your Morning Juice. I'm Matthew Norton. Paula Caruso is off this morning. Boy, thanks so much for listening, by the way. So many of you uh, have the SoundCloud app where you can listen on your phone or MP3 device like an iPod, and it just sends it to you every day for free right there on your SoundCloud app, or maybe you listen online as well at yourmorningjuice.com. And i got to thank all the folks who are subscribing to our new show uh, on iTunes as well. In fact, it looked like Friday was our most popular episode ever. We had lots of people listening on Friday, and so thank you so much because that's what it's all about, connecting with you guys. So if you'd like to uh, shout at us, uh, tell us what you like or maybe don't like about your morning juice so far, just tweet me at Matthew Norden, and you can also reach out to Paula at Paula Caruso. Well, the Queen Latifah show has been canceled, according to The Wrap and other industry sources. And it was pretty weird because I I think it was on Friday when uh, Queen Latifah got the news. She actually wrote herself a note um, using her real name, Dana, on her Facebook page. And I don't know, it just kind of, to me, came across a little weird Uh, Basically, why the Queen Latifah show was canceled was it didn't do really well in the ratings. Um, According to The Wrap, it pulled in a 1.0 household rating, which 
basically, uh, in Nielsen rating terms, means that the Queen Latifah show, when it was on in the mornings or early afternoon, was basically, uh, on average across the country, only pulling in 1% of all households that were tuned in to television at that time. Um, and and actually, um, there are different types of ratings. One means all the households in America that have televisions versus all the households in America that are watching television. Uh, so basically, 1% of the people viewing TV uh, at that point were watching the Queen Latifah show. Um, it And how does that equate? That means about 1.4 million viewers per episode she was pulling in. However, because the TV landscape is now so weird, you have so many choices now with all those cable and satellite stations, and you have other things you can do like YouTube and whatnot that television shows like the Queen Latifah show don't pull in as many viewers as they might have in the past. And yet, even in the first year, with its minuscule rating of 1.7 in its debut year, it was, I believe, the best debut of a syndicated show uh, that aired. But of course, you know, she didn't she didn't get those ratings that Ellen did, and she didn't get the kind of the cultural awareness of her show that Ellen did. Because if you notice, if you watch Ellen, she is so good, her she is so talented, and her show is so entertaining that. Other shows will be covering what Ellen did because she's so funny just naturally. And just like when she invited Alex from Target on, uh, she's so quick to, to tune in to what the, what's going on in the culture. And, and then the news stations begin covering her because she gets these exclusives. Well, that's just to point out that you have to have other people covering you these days so that you get more people tuning in and that it becomes somewhat of appointment television, as they used to say, although I'm not sure that exists in this era of DVRs and online videos as much anymore. But sad to say, the Queen Latifah show just never did really catch on with a majority of Americans or even didn't even reach 2 million, apparently. So here's what the Queen, a.k.a. Dana, wrote to herself on Facebook. On, and again, I think she got the word on Friday, or at least I think it, this was posted on Friday. Here's what she says. Dear Dana, just a little note to say thank you. Thank you for your strong work ethic and great effort in getting the Queen Latifah show off the ground and running. Your dedication and sacrifice was crucial to the entire team, and in the face of intense challenges, you displayed true grit. Your family, partners, staff, and crew showed up with you every step of the way. Be very proud of that. Not everyone can say the same. You can also say you have been a blessing to and been blessed by amazing guests and incredible audiences for this show. We truly changed people's lives for the better. So stay positive, stay strong, and most importantly, stay open. There is so much more God has in store. Lovingly, you. P.S. This letter is for me, my staff, my crew, and everyone who is by my side for this incredible journey. The most important thing in life is that you wake up every single day and take chances. No matter what the outcome, believe in yourself and continue to fly. So that was Queen Latifah's message to her real self, Dana. And I just think it's, as she talks about being open uh, and taking chances, I just have to point out that there have been multiple reports that she is a lesbian and has a girlfriend or at least lady friends who she hangs out with, and yet she's not as open as Ellen. 
And Ellen, who's now living her life openly and will share details of her private life, which, like it or not, is something that you have to do, whether you're the host of a podcast or you're the host of Kelly and Michael, uh, which used to be Regis and Kathy Lee and then, you know, Regis and Kelly, those shows, and Ellen, those shows, when you're asking people to tune in and to like you, like it or not, you've got to share a bit of yourself. So if you're holding something back, you're holding back that connection from the audience. That doesn't mean you have to share everything. I'm sure Regis would have a fight with his wife the night before, and she would get really PO'd if he went on the air the next day and talked about it, although sometimes he would. But that doesn't mean you have to tell everything, but you do have to be at least open about who you are here in 2014 as we come to the end of 2014. Otherwise, you just don't you just don't have that connection with the Queen Latifah show and or, or with the audience, and that's what the Queen Latifah show suffered from. And really, the only time I can think that the Queen Latifah show made news was when Bill Cosby canceled on them or they canceled on Bill Cosby at the beginning of all of this. On to happier news. Looking is going to return to HBO coming up in January. We're, so we're just about a month or two away from that. And they've released a new tease video online. There are a couple of them. I'll, I'll post a link to the longer one. And it's very interesting because one of my favorite characters from last year was the blonde woman. I think she's a nurse on the show, and she's friends with one of the guys. And she's just what the gay a gay friend is. She's she's just the the typical prototypical woman whose best friend is a gay man. I mean, she just has the sense of humor and the comebacks and the, the repartee that is, is so uh, common with a female and gay man relationship. And so, according to the show, she, according to the actor, she's going to get a lot more airtime coming up in this next season. And one of the actors says they're going to delve a lot deeper into uh, what you know, into these characters and who they are. If you haven't watched Looking, uh, hopefully you can catch up. The first season was very short. In fact, I'm kind of surprised they're calling this season two, to be honest with you, because it seemed like there were only five to seven episodes in the first quote-unquote season that aired not not too long ago, really, on HBO. But it's about a group of men, it's a modern group of uh, men, um, young to probably mid-30-ish, maybe 40-ish in San Francisco. They have all kinds of jobs, from one wanting to start a restaurant and be a chef to, I guess you would call him the young guy. I guess you'd call him the star of the show. I don't know if that's appropriate, but basically it, the last few episodes really focused on him, the young, good-looking guy, of course, and I think he works in the gaming world. And it'll be interesting. I don't want to spoil anything in case you are going to be watching season one before you get into season two of Looking, but it'll be interesting to see if they pick up in season two where they left off with him. In other words, will he have the same romantic interest that he had uh, at the end of last season. So I'll be looking forward to seeing the new season of Looking, and I'll post a link on yourmorningjuice.com so you can get a look at what to expect. It's interesting, too, to hear the actors talking about how much they love this show, and it really comes across. It's I know some people online were complaining. Some gay guys were like, this show is so slow. And it is for the first episode or two. But if you stick with it, once you get to know the characters, it feels more and more like real life. And I think 
I think in season two, if they keep that up, I think a lot more people are going to become intrigued and fans of looking. So look for that, looking on HBO. And I'll, again, post a link at yourmorningjuice.com. Before we wrap up this morning, Katy Perry has been down in Australia, and uh, she's kind of down on the paparazzi right now. She had a run-in with them on Friday at a beach where she was just trying to get some personal time, and she took to Twitter and let them know it. She says, Australian press, you should be ashamed of your paparazzi and tabloid culture. Your paparazzi have no respect, no integrity, no character, no humanity. I was stalked by many grown men today as I tried to take a quiet walk to the beach. These men would not stop as I pleaded over and over to let me have my space. Many other people stopped to try to help, but the paps continued to laugh at me and hold their barrels up and shoot. They told me to make a deal with them. Give them a bathing suit shot and they would leave me be. Well, Katy Perry continues, this is perverted and disgusting behavior that should never be tolerated, especially by people who do not want this. I will never make a deal with the paparazzi, and I will not befriend anyone who perpetuates this kind of behavior. So why is Katy Perry's tirade making news? Well, she turned the cameras on the paparazzi and took a picture of the men she calls stalkers. I'll, I'll post this to a, a link to her tweet at yourmorningjuice.com. One guy looks like he's, or a couple of them, look like they're actually kind of standing there posing for her pictures. She kind of has a collage of, of the paps. And then one guy's just kind of looking away. But she turns the camera on the paparazzi and puts it out on Twitter and is getting a lot of support, as you can imagine, from her friends about that. Well, we hope Paula is able to join us uh, tomorrow because, of course, the show is much more fun when she's able to laugh and, and go over these stories with us. But hope you have enjoyed this Monday morning edition of Your Morning Juice. I'm Matthew Norton. We'll see you back here tomorrow morning. Your Morning Juice is a production of Nob Hill Media. Stay up to date throughout the day at yourmorningjuice.com.